Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Commander Clash podcast. This week, we are going to be talking about the number of commanders that are being printed every single year. Uh, we reached an all-time high this year. Uh, there was a tweet that came out that stated that there were 425 new commanders that were made their debut, as in first printing, this year in 2022. Uh, 25% of the total number of commanders, an average of 1.16 commanders each day. Uh, it was a little bit misleading, uh, and we'll get into that conversation very shortly. But just, it was a staggering number, and it is an uh, unprecedented uh, number of commanders that have been printed this year. We want to discuss uh, whether or not this is something to be alarming, is it, is it a good thing, is it a bad thing, and discuss the pros and cons of having such a, a large number of commanders being printed and what the future will hold in 2023. So joining me for this discussion, as always, is Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive. How's it going, Seth? I'm doing great, Tomer. How are you? Good to see you. Good to see you. I'm doing great. I love uh, end of year discussions and retrospectives and whatnot. So this I, I have thoughts. I have thoughts about this one, so I'm glad we're talking Same. about it. <laughs> yes. Lots of thoughts. Uh, also joining me with thoughts is Krim, a.k.a. the Asian Avenger. How's it going, Krim? Hi, how you doing? I'm excited. Uh, we, as you had mentioned, it's the end of the year, and boy, what a year it's been. It feels like it's been like 10 lifetimes of releases. Yeah. <laughs> Do you even, can you, could you even name all the releases that came out this year, Krim? Uh, I couldn't. <laughs> there were Magic the Gathering <laughs> releases this year, for sure. There were many products. Yes, there were products released this year. <laughs> yes. All right, sweet. Uh, Phil, a.k.a. Brew's Kitchen. I know you have thoughts as a fresh commander yeah. face as well. Oh, yeah. Technically, Sorry, I'm fresh. Last, it's last been year. over a year now, but yeah, Relatively I do fresh. have thoughts. Uh, a lot of legendaries, although I'm not too sure, actually. You, you might convince me with whatever your opinion is here if you have good points. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, we're all going to try to convince each other, I think, and have a little debate and walk away slightly enriched uh as as will our listeners hopefully uh for this debate um so all right so kick things off the 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 tweet that kind of got the conversation going and got, got it into the the discourse hmm? don't we have to like shout things out and whatnot or no yes we do oh my okay. god yeah before we jump into the discussion obviously i forget like like it's a 50 50 honestly if i remember or not to to point out uh, the ways you can actually support uh, this podcast, first of all, uh, you can like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this po podcast, be it Spotify, iTunes, uh, YouTube, anywhere you're listening to it. If you could do the equivalent of subscribing or liking or whatever, uh, it helps the channel grow. Another way you can help the channel is you can head on over to our merch store, m2goldfishmerch.com. You can buy deck boxes, deck sleeves, t-shirts, and so much more over at m2goldfishmerch.com. All right. With that out of the way, let's jump into kind of the, the tweet that kind of sparked this whole debate. And this was uh, a Twitter user, Magic Data Science, at MTG uh, underscore DS. And they said uh, that 2022 was a prolific year for Wizards Magic. Uh, there was over 10K card variations that were printed. 14% uh, of all Magic cards uh, in Magic's history. And the important part for us is 425 new commanders were debuted. 25% uh, of the total. Uh, 1.16 per day. And then the other little tidbit was approximately 18% of all words in all rule texts of all cards ever uh, were printed in 2022. So just very 
lots of lots of word text lots of lots of text on words or on cards uh this year much more than before however this i find is a little bit misleading because the 425 number that of new commanders specifically new commanders i basically just counted all legendary creatures that have been printed in the past year the first printings and this includes cards that literally cannot be your commander uh, these are cards that are either Acorn from the Unfinity, so they're not Commander Legal there, or these are cards uh, that have shown up in, what was the other thing? Not Alchemy. Acorn. Alchemy. Alchemy yes, yeah. Alchemy, oh. which literally, uh, it's it's an arena-only uh, format, and it, you literally could not play them in Commander because Arena does not support Commander. So those are not Commander cards because they are not they're not Commander <laughs> Legal. Um, so the real number is actually 400 and, uh, sorry, 362, not higher. Uh, it's actually a little bit smaller, 362, which is still a lot. Uh, it's 22.5% uh, of the total as opposed to 25%, which is still a staggering number. This is still incredibly yeah, can, high, over yeah. one-fifth. <sighs> Of the total, you can play right? another commander deck every day of the year if you wanted yes. to, right? <laughs> Almost, that is it's, yeah. ridiculous. It's, it's still staggering. And then also as a comparison, three hundred and sixty-two in twenty twenty-two is an unprecedented number, even uh, in today's standards. Because last year, in comparison, in twenty twenty-one, there was a hundred and ninety-one uh, new commanders are uh, printed, which is uh, a little bit more than half, but still like. Oof. It's it's a huge difference. It's a huge jump. It's seventy. It's seventy uh, seventy one uh, more than last year. The year before that, twenty twenty was one eighty six, and twenty nineteen was seventy eight, which is a huge uh, jump from twenty twenty. Twenty eighteen was one hundred and one, and then between like twenty eighteen from like twenty seventeen downwards, you have like forty five, like between like fifty and like. Eight <laughs> being printed like you could definitely see where like the year like where commander started becoming a thing it was like 40 ish to 30 ish and then before that the only big peak was 64 in 2005 thank you kamigawa which had a focus on legendaries as as a theme um and then before that it's like very very few there's like eight in 2003 16 in 2002 it's not really a thing obviously um so this is like a huge number. This is unprecedented. 362 new commanders printed in 2022. Um, and then I want to uh, just bring it bring it to, to the rest of you all. What do you think about that number? Is this like a lot? I mean, it obviously it's a lot in comparison. But is this a good thing? Is it a bad thing? What's your like initial thoughts about just hearing the number 360 new, 62 new commanders printed this year? Uh, I mean... <laughs> It feels like 300, like, like, it feels like that's a lower number than I thought. <laughs> like, if I, like, if I didn't look at the numbers, it feels way lower. It just feels like I think between Secret Layers, uh, Universes Beyond, all that stuff, only 362. <laughs> so I didn't do any research prior to this. So I'm going by the numbers that's given to me right here. And <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, you know, not, not a surprise when, when Magic has shifted their focus to Commander. So I guess like that's kind of also not shocking to me at the same time. It's a huge, huge, huge number. And I mean, yeah, so I think it's also worth mentioning, which the original tweet kind of mentioned, like just more cards are being printed. So the fact that we're getting so many sets and so many products, 
incidentally, there's going to be some legends in those sets. So I think we should expect the number to increase because of the amount of products we're getting compared to past years. But this jump is also showing that it's not just that. It's not like they're just printing more sets with the same amount of legends as normal. This huge of an increase and the percent at 22 whatever percent of all the commanders in the history being printed in this year out of the game's 30 year history. That's definitely notable. I think <clears throat> my feelings on it are very mixed. I'm sure we'll get into this as we go along. Mm -hmm. Like there's there there's upside and downside, but I think my immediate takeaway is how could you ever play with all of these? We play more commander than most people just because of how we play Commander Clash where we're each building a different deck every mm -hmm. week. If every single one of us every single week played a new commander from 2022, we would have only gotten through like half of them in our entire year of Commander Clash, playing four a week. Like we wouldn't have got close to getting through all of the new legends printed. So if we can't do it that way, the person who's like building one deck a set or one deck a year and updating it, they're not, they're never gonna get through these cards. I mean, the goal isn't to play every commander available, obviously. Uh, I, Maybe not your goal, Phil. So I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so my my feelings on this are super mixed. The only thing I can say is, uh, but that is long gone already. When I started playing Magic, it was Onslaught Block, and I just checked. So Onslaught Block, which is Scourge, Onslaught, and Legions combined, have thirteen legends. And when I looked mm. at the list of these cards. This is so nostalgic just to see these pictures. Like as a child, when I opened the booster and there was like creature legend back in the day, mm -hmm. uh, I was like super hyped and they looked, even though some of the cards were even bad, it's like, it was so special and felt so like impactful to me as a, honestly, as a child. I don't know if I would have the same connection to it uh, now, but yeah, this is long gone already. This mm -hmm. feeling of legends being special. So then I wonder if is there any downside to there being so many legends? And I don't know. Like even though Ragavan is legendary, they still play four of it. So it doesn't really mm -hmm. matter for <laughs> constructed like sixty card play. Not too much, at least. I mean, that was a question uh, that I had for you guys because I'm not really that well versed in in constructed formats would you say that the increased number of legends or legendary cards have a positive negative or neutral impact in 1v1 formats negative yeah i, I don't think know. it's like I, hugely yeah. negative but i think it is i think it is a negative impact uh i mean legends are strictly worse in 1v1 formats because of how the legend rule works and commander you just like that's avoided because you're playing singleton anyway but in a format where you're playing four copies of your best cards, having some of your best cards be legends, it does change things. And I think there's some in specific that really like stood out to me where like if the card wasn't legendary, it would probably be much more playable. Uh, just for recent commanders, like Lagrella the Magpie is an example. It's kind of a, a brutal Cathar effect in Bant where it enters the battlefield to exile one of your opponent's things. Uh, that being legendary. Why is that legendary? Like that makes that makes it much worse in standard. Or Ellis Elcor, the like blood artist two drop. That doesn't really yeah. see any play when you're blood artist. You really want to be able to stack up multiples on the battlefield. Yeah. So I think there's examples of cards that are are hurt as far as one v one formats by being legendary. But isn't that balancing the cards? Like the, yeah. the whatever the magpie would probably just go infinite with itself if you can have two of them and whatever flicker <laughs> effects and then. 
Maybe it just balances the card. And legendary is a archetype at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, you so, can say, oh, it's actually strictly better in legendary decks. That that is true. They really pushed to make legendary be like a mechanic at this point rather than just a, a line of text on cards and we've seen that a ton this year there's been multiple like legendary matter theme sets where we saw that mm -hmm. hugely in dominaire united but also kamigawa has some legend stuff there was the afr commander precons or commander legend baldur's gates one. one of those had a legendary yeah. theme so <clears throat> i don't know united as well oh, yeah. not uh, i one of the, the last Dominaria one. Dominaria United, was like yeah. historic and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah. I don't know. To me, it's a little funny when I hear wizards be like, oh, why is standard not popular anymore? And I'm like, well, I mean, you kind of just fill it full of commander cards and you're designing for that instead of for, <laughs> for standard itself. So I don't know. I think the impact is not huge. Like, I don't think this is ruining the game or anything for 1v1 formats. But I do think having this many legends does hurt constructed formats a, a bit a little bit i i wonder if like i mean is that just going to be this year exclusive kind of thing <laughs> because we did return like like we did return like like i'm talking 60 card like strictly 60 card stuff not supplemental products because we did return to dominaria we returned to like we had a brother's war set these are all sets known for their iconic legendaries Kamigawa so, as well, right? This year? For, yeah, that was this year technically. <laughs> and Capenna, yeah, the mob boss family. So, yeah, like uh, the the thing is, just I it feels like maybe this year is just going to be a little bit of a spike in legendary creatures when, and, and that's because of the sets we've returned to. Mm -hmm. So I I do think that we'll like, and I'm talking like because I agree that like the legendary thing does make playing standard a bit awkward. Like Shieldred, great card, but like. There's this awkward part where you can't play more than one. You have too many good. clutters up your hands. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, yeah, like that might be a good thing. But like when it comes to constructed stuff, I mean, I want to be efficient with my deck building. And the card is like absolutely cracked, but yet you're seeing deck lists only play like two. That's good, though. That's what I mean. It might just balance Maybe. a card. Imagine facing off two shields. I mean, Aldrin wasn't like legendary. <laughs> so, like, I think legendary is used to balance cards in some cases, mm -hmm. but I don't think you can just like attribute all of it to that because you also have just like some random uncommon that definitely wouldn't break anything and it's just got oh, legendary yeah. tagged on there yeah. for absolutely no apparent reason. So, there are cases, like, I would argue maybe Shieldred is a case where being legendary is helpful as far as powering it down a little bit because it's so good but i don't think all legends are like that because a lot of them are not at that level and also to crim's yeah, point of like, like Urabrask. yeah and also to crim's <laughs> point of this year being an outlier it might be an outlier but i mean if you look historically 2021 191 new legends 2020 189 even if this year's an outlier we're still getting like 10 times as many legends over the last few years as we would have any of the previous years, you know, in the last 20 years of Magic. So even if this is an outlier and we had some legendary themes which pushed this number really high, I think even the average year now is going to be 200 commanders, 250. Like, it's going to be a big number. Like, I, I think mm -hmm. that 2021 and 2020 show that this isn't like some weird outlier, at least to a huge extent, I don't think. I think I think it's also important to note that uh, we, we now see um, set 
what's it called? They're not standard legal cards, but they come adjacent than set boosters and oh. stuff, and they're mm-hmm. primarily legendaries, and they're made to go directly to commander players. I forget what, what that term is. Yeah, I don't know if there is like, a term for that. Like I call them set booster exclusives, or yeah. But yeah. you know what I'm talking about, like in, in yep. Dominaria, like the new mm-hmm. Dominaria set, we got like all these like legendaries revisited, and we got there like a bunch of new legends uh, through that, and they go they don't they're not standard legal, then they go straight straight to commander players, and we saw that also with Brothers War as well. Like these, we got we get the commander precons, and then we also get these cards that are in booster packs but they're not standard legal and they're all legendary stuff and they're all commander stuff and that's also propping up the number a lot and i think maybe going forward maybe if if legendary doesn't matter as a main theme and standard we'll still get a lot of new legendaries through these uh drafts or set set boosters and collector boosters as well that are, are get, going around standard and i think that's a good thing like they don't they won't impact standard uh, but they go straight to commander players and yeah. And also like we get commander precons every set now when in the past yeah. we got once a year infrequently, we had a commander legends again this year, which seems like it's mm-hmm. going to be a recurring theme, probably not every year, but that was a lot of new legends. So, uh, in a crim mentioned, but like universes beyond looking at just like Warhammer, there were mm-hmm. 20, 30 new legends there. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of non-standard places where legends can be printed and like, Maybe this is jumping too far ahead, but as someone who plays standard and plays commander, I would rather see wizards embrace that more rather than make mm-hmm. every random standard card also a legend. Like, fill commander legends and the precons and the set boosters with it, whatever you want, but actually, like, not every random uncommon <laughs> in standard mm-hmm. needs to be a legend for no reason, I don't think. Like, I, I don't see the upside in that. It's- I mean, like, I, I, I wish that. They it, like when it comes to commander legend stuff. Yeah, I don't think you need to add that many legendaries uh, anymore. So I'm hoping when they go move move forward with the products, I hope they just continue. Like they make spells that are good in commander, but no. Like I, I think we've got enough legendaries, right? Now let's boost the archetypes that those legendaries have created. So I, I think yeah. that would be a cool thing to see from like moving forward at least. I like commander legends. I have a question for you, Tomer. Uh, Phil mentioned like. Uh, commander's not feeling as special or legend's not feeling as special you're kind of the biggest lore person i think on the cast as far as like actually knowing the lore mm-hmm. is that true like does that does that ring true for you because i'm just thinking of like old sets when like the mm-hmm. entire year had like 10 legends and every legend was like kamal or arcana yeah. some like really important to this story epic character and now Legend is like, I look at it to be like, oh, is this card going to be worse than my standard deck? Like, I, I don't know the story. I think a lot of the Legends mm-hmm. we get now don't even have stories. I do, in preparation for this cast, I, like, looked at some of the new Uncommon Legends from, like, Dominator United and tried to Google them to see their lore. And their lore is, oh, it was printed in Dominator United. And it has, like, it's it's this tribe. It has, like, one <laughs> sentence. Like, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with the story. Is that a concern? Like, is that a, a negative, you think, as someone who's a little bit vorthosy? Like, does it bother you to see these legends not matter to the story and just, like, have the legend tag on there? I I think that's one of the only, no, like, one of the big downsides for me in terms of the increase. I agree. Like, there are a lot of legends that basically do not have any lore attached to them whatsoever. And you kind of just have a card and that looks cool and that's basically it. And I do think that's a, a major downside. I'm, f- by, by the way, I'm actually okay with the the, the large increase in commanders. I, I think that's that might be a, 
the the uh, against against the rest of the table on that one. But but I, I for the most part I'm I'm on board with an increase in lead uh, commander cards or commanders uh, eligible commanders. But I do think the the fact that a lot of them recently do not have much lore to them. If you look at like uh, the Brothers War, I think that was a good example of legendary creatures already having a lot of lore attached to them because it's basically a retelling of of a storyline that we've seen in the early days of Magic the Gathering, like Antiquities and, and Urza Saga and everything like that, already fleshed out the Brothers War, and this is basically a retelling of that. And we actually have these novels where a lot of these lore characters actually pop up, like Thanos is a big lore character in the in the storyline in the book. So having having cards for him is really cool. Uh, Felden of the Third Path, like we don't have that much information on him, but he was a he was a, a lore character. Third Path was a school of magic that was like outside of the war between uh, Mishra and Urza. So having Felden as a character, Lauren, his wife. Uh, is is a also important character. Tokaja also a very important character. Lord they didn't have that. cards before, but like people who are like Vorthos people, these these people know these these characters. Hercule is another one. Uh, these people are like these are big lore characters in the novels and in the in the world building of Dominaria. So seeing them is really really cool. And then also uh, the set boosters like Tetsuo Mozawa and like. All these, all these other, uh, all these other characters are also pretty big. Uh, ironically, half of them aren't really big because they're all like legends characters that had no lore or backstory and didn't show up as a character. Like, uh, was a Hakan or something, the desert guy. There's no lore behind him. He's just the <laughs> desert, desert guy. guy. Like, he's just <laughs> yeah. there. He, he never had guy. lore back then. He, he doesn't have lore now. It's all, it's all gravy. Um, Isn't. I mean, I, I mentioned this before, but like uh, way back on a maybe it's on another podcast, but the, the, that's why there should be a TV show. <laughs> so there, can there be should more, be an more anime. Lore, yeah. yeah, like cool. you, you could add to the lore and make the, the lore of magic more rich because I do think that these legendaries feel cooler if I know there's a story to it, not just random yeah. sand guy, you know, like li- lives in the desert. Right. <laughs> like, like, hey. That's that's cool, I guess. But like, you know, I I don't know the lore behind him. And like there was a lot of intrigue that I had for, like, example, Kaido just from like the short that they did in Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. Mm -hmm. Right. Kaido and and Wandering Emperor and this whole mystery behind the Wandering Emperor. Right. So I don't know. I mean, there's definitely a lot of benefit to like making obviously to having like lore. And I think they're kind of. Dropping the ball by just making a ton of legendaries and then not really doing anything with those legendaries either. Like, give me more stories. In like, you could split off and do books and TV shows if you wanted. Because I mean, like, wasn't I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, more lore is definitely good, but wasn't that kind of the original intention of legends to have them be like these important characters to the story? Like, isn't isn't that what kind of kicked off the whole legend thing thirty years ago? I feel like I feel like we've just drifted so far away from what. Yeah, legends were intended to be. I think another aspect of this is like with so many legends, from a more meta perspective, it's a pretty clear sign that Wizards is printing a ton of cards for Commander. Because why else would they be printing all these legends that are neutral or a negative for sixty card formats? They're clearly made for Commander. Is there any concern about just like that in general? Like, do we want Wizards? We've talked about this a little bit in the past, but like, do we want Wizards so? actively meddling in the commander format or was or do we like the commander a little format a little bit better when it 
organically develops based on cards that were not intentionally designed for it. That's one of the things like, so one of the things I've done a lot recently is the like, here's a bad tribe or theme. Let's give Mm -hmm. it a busted commander with card advantage. Like, Mm -hmm. do we like that? Do we want every tribe to have an Ashko or a Baru, some like crazy busted thing? Or do we want to be scraping around and be like, oh, here's this cool old rat from Kamigawa. Like, I can build a deck around it. It was useful. It was useless in standard in every other format, but I can actually play it in commander. Do we want Ashko to exist and be like, here's the only rat commander you should play ever? Or do we want Edgar to exist and be like, here's the only vampire you should play ever for the rest of commander? Every other cool one, you know, Baron Sanger, this epic, cool yeah. character, never play it. Never do it because it sucks. Like, play, play the busted one that we made specifically to be busted in this format. I'm so torn. Because, like, <laughs> I, I'm pro, like, more legendaries. I'm pro Wizard of the Coast taking an active role in Commander. Because I think more options is great. But I personally am not the target demographic for these, like, you should this is this is the commander for that deck that you want to build and it invalidates every other option like i love i love having an archetype and figuring out by myself you know like uh what's a commander that will fit with it how do i build around it what are my deck building options and stuff and me building that puzzle box puzzle together like figuring out the pieces that i want and building something out of it like my favorite deck is tribal tribal and i I'm one of the big reasons why I love it so much is because I didn't have a commander for it. Like I just built it myself. Like obviously there's more fun, but it went it went so much beyond that. And now I've Ur Dragon as my commander for that. I think the thing that would kill my enjoyment of that deck instantly is if somebody if if they eventually printed like a precon that was for tribal tribal and oh, it was like yeah. here's your here's your tribal tribal commander it is strictly better than all other options here are the tribal tribal staples that we have printed for this precon and go like i built a morph tribal deck uh on with Adamar way back when and as soon as they printed Kadena, I was like, oh, this is awesome. I can finally switch off Animar. I'm so hyped. And I played Kadena a little bit, and I'm like, the deck already built itself. I have no, there's nothing for me to do. And I lost interest almost immediately. That said, a lot of people do like that, though. Like, so I don't know. It feels, it's so weird. Like, yeah. a lot of people want me to be like, I really want Kithkin Tribal to be good, and I can't do it by myself, or like, I don't have a commander for it. It really needs a little bit of a push. And Wizards of the Coast is like, oh, here, I, I hear you. You want a Kithkin commander. Here's one that gives you card advantage and is cheap to cast and buffs all your Kithkins and super push. Here you go. Now your Kithkin deck actually works, and you don't have to work too hard to make it work and people are like yeah great that's amazing i don't have like 50 hours to brainstorm and research and look through all this card pool and stuff to figure out how to make it work on my own i just want kithkin to work and then wizard of the coast is like hey voila now you don't have to you don't you can just build it really quickly and and it it functions great and i think that's super valuable but it's it definitely kills any enjoyment for me because i'm the person who's like deeply invested and knows all the cards and wants to do the research and wants to spend an entire weekend devising how to make something work. And yeah. I don't want Wizards of the Coast to t- like tell me like here here's exactly what you do and don't worry about it. So I and, don't know. I, and I guess it probably depends on like uh, how long you've been playing, how franchised you are, what you enjoy personally. So I think I think you're right that it probably varies a bit from from person to person. Although I'm 
I'm a little skeptical of them going to, I, I think printing zero cards for commander is wrong, but I'm also a little skeptical of them printing too many cards for a commander. Cause I worry if you get to the point where most archetypes are like you were just talking about, have your tribal tribal cookie cutter commander. Like, I feel like that would make the format a lot less replayable over the long run. If it gets to the point where everyone's playing these, like, not pre-con pre-con decks where it's just like hey here's the busted thing throw the things in that have the same word on them i feel like that takes away some of the enjoyment because for some people they really like a big part of commander is the customization and the deck building and putting in this like these cool things that you find like there is a crowd that really loves that aspect of it and i feel that's the part that i'm afraid is being like a little bit diminished with all these new cards that we're getting added to the format yeah we also we also kind of power creeping some of the tribes like i feel like sure uh whatever kenrith shrine deck was a little uh didn't really work but goshintai for example is like pretty much exactly what toma explained like oh here's card advantage and insane support for your niche tribe <laughs> and i do like goshintai but i'm kind of worried that we get sithis situations where we like oh this it's just like Sith is so insanely good for enchantments that you should never play another commander if you want to be optimal. And uh, yeah, at some point, if we get 300 commanders each year, we have this for every tribe. And then every tribe is like, oh, you play this. And then there was a pre-con. So 20 cards are specifically made for this deck. And the cool cards you play in commander are the ones where you dig through a collection or do a scryfall search and find something like, oh, this fits perfectly with my deck. And this is way more rewarding, as, as at least for me, obviously, if you like just picking up a pre-con. I like pre-cons, uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, at some point I want to build my own deck. And yeah, this uh, getting like just the pieces served to you in a silver plate. Uh, I mean, we see, is, is, is that spoiler official? Did we see another red commander already? So we might have... <laughs> A contender for a second red commander that's actually pushed. So we might get some variety there with some <laughs> new, maybe reds is topped, you know, no. But uh, yeah, we see a lot of commanders explicitly referencing the tribes and what they should do. Go Shintai's. Like, oh my God, it creates shrine tokens. That's crazy. I, mean, I don't know. How, I still don't know how to feel about this, honestly. <laughs> it's just an observation. Is that is that a thing we can still do though in the year like as we move into the next year? There's so much information on Commander that is there really anything? Di- is it any different? Does it feel any more new discovering certain cards? Everything's out there. There's just so much that I just feel like at this point I'm not looking for anything new. I just want like support for tri- like archetypes and, and like you know certain like uh, creatures that just don't have that much love. Maybe they don't need to be Ashcoat. But like I do, I, I do wish there was a little more like like subtlety in like Ashcoat and like and whatnot. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I don't think many new things come to Commander anymore, just because everything is like on display. We have information on it. We have more information on Commander decks than we probably do tournaments now. So like it's not hard uh, to like I, I I just don't. I think that era of like Commander is is kind of like gone where like oh there's the mysteries of the vast card pool nah if you like for me it's been one and a half year maybe two years actually i still feel like sometimes i 
find a card and say oh this is perfect or play a card for the first time even though like lurking predators for example is not a new card or like uh what's the the enchantment that tutors out two creatures if the opponent has more creatures than you yeah when i first found this card and played it in in riku i felt Mm -hmm. like oh this is amazing but if i tell somebody oh i found this cool card it's just on a personal level and i think everybody it's new for you makes it yeah, it's new for, there is a phase for every player where it's new for everybody. And sure, at some point, you reach the state of like, oh, now I know everything. Now I just need support. Sure. I mean, they they are happy. They get their mm. support. And actually, we are happy too. We, we get a lot of support for whatever and all kinds of sets. I just don't like too explicit <laughs> cards that say, like, oh, play this in this deck. That seems a little boring. And... <sighs> I also think it's just like the really pushed commanders end up reducing the diversity. Like if you just look at EDH rec stats, you got like Edgar Markov, I think is a big example. The other example I want to use is mm-hmm. Lathril, the elf commander. Mm-hmm. But uh, like Lathril, according to EDH rec, there's 13,500 decks built around Lathril, making it by far the most popular green black elf commander and elf commander overall. Then you have something like Nath the Guiltleaf, which is a green black elf commander that has this like it's nowhere near as busted as Lathril or as strong, but it's got this cool like weird discard theme. If people discard, you get tokens, and that encourages your elf deck to maybe play like Megram or Raven Man or these other weird cards that you wouldn't play in Lathril. But because Lathril's so good, I think the data like backs up the fact that people don't build Nath. They want to mm-hmm. build like the good powerful one. So you never see me Grim and Elves because everyone builds Lathril because Lathril is so much stronger. And I think you kind of see the same thing with Edgar Markov where it's just so heavily played and so popular that uh, Lysia Sanguine Tribute, a vampire in the same colors that has like a weird life gain sub theme and does some cool like different things. No one builds it and you never get to see the style of cards because the, the best version is just so good. It pushes everyone everyone else out of the format. But is that a problem with the number of legend or commanders that we're getting, or is that more of an issue of power, power. creep? Because I feel like that's, that's more of the. I feel like more legendaries at least provides you other options. Like for a long time, I don't even know if there were any decent alternatives to Edgar Markov. But like one of my favorite new vampire commanders recently was Evelyn, uh, Evelyn the Covetous, which is Grixis Theft, and. I like that it doesn't try to compete with Edgar Markov on on power, but it does provide you a totally different experience for vampire tribals. So I really, I really enjoyed that. I I, I know it's it's a little bit uh, nobody plays her. Obviously, there's mm-hmm. there are some people who do. Like Graham plays plays Evelyn, uh, and obviously it's much less powerful than Edgar, and that's a big reason why nobody plays Evelyn. I think because people are attracted like there's a correlation between popularity and power how powerful something is immediately um but i do like i like I, that's why i like having more commanders is is you, at least you have options for people like us who are really invested in the game and you know like we've already ta- we've already played the most popular thing and we want other options so having a lot of options is kind of cool for me I, I I do agree that power power level is is a concern. Like the fact that like yes, there's like thousands of commander options, and and yet we keep seeing the same ones keep showing up because there are some that are just were too too pushed. They're just too pushed. So everybody wants to play them, and then your experience you can see thousands of commanders, but you always end up seeing the same ones over and over again as like a power issue. <clears throat> I feel That's... like it. 
Oh, go ahead, Graham. Well, I was going to say, that's why I, I do actually also, the other side is that I do love the fact that we get so many commanders, because then it's like, I don't have to only play Edgar. Exactly. I, like, like playing, being able to play Evelyn is a complete blast. Uh, I, I do like that more of the new commanders are getting a, a lot more multiplayer-ish. Uh, it, it, there's a lot of fun there. I, I still want a true chaos commander, but but like that's a different thing. So no, no. I no. Uh, for me the really powerful commanders make me feel like some of the other commanders are a waste. Especially, I guess I'm coming from the perspective where I think legendary is a negative in a lot of cases for sixty card formats. So for me, when they print lateral, which is just like the default green black elf commander that pretty much everyone's going to play. It makes printing like Herald King of Skemfar, this uncommon ETB draw you an elf legendary thing. It makes that a waste. Like you made it a legend, which made it unplayable in standard and unplayable in pioneer and modern because it's legendary and you're going to legend rule yourself as you're playing it. So you made it a legend, which ruined it for 60 card formats. But because you printed Lathril, which is just like a million times better like hardly anyone plays Harold and Commander either because there's just better and more interesting options. So what's the upside of Harold being legendary and existing? Like in that context, like, is it right that that's a legend? Is it right that they even made that card? Or should they have made that card in a way that works for 60 card formats because it didn't do anything productive for Commander anyway? Or should they have yeah, pushed it into Shieldred levels? Or should they have made Ooh. it Shieldred? Yes. <laughs> yes. But this one is a good example because it, literally doesn't do anything cool for commander or something right you can't really build around it it just searches like looks at the top it's a constructed guy cards. it's like it's like a it's, card that they yeah. built for standard elves but then they're like oh no we need to have 100 legends every set so let's put legend on here yeah. for no reason <laughs> yeah this is very boring yeah and not worth the legends and it demystifies legend that is my only concern uh, because Thomas, right. Uh, it's kind of cool that we get so much diversity, or like options. Diversity is kind of suffering from power level. Uh, because sometimes when we, when a new set releases and we play with the commanders from the new set, I mm -hmm. type it in Scryfall, look at all the legends, and sometimes I feel like, huh, that's just like one or two of these, like for my play style. And if there were only 13 legends in the whole block, we couldn't do this. And I would play something I'm not really excited to play. So there are upsides to this. So I'm kind of neutral on it. The only thing is like demystifying the legend status. Something for everyone. Mechanic. I mean, so yeah. we have we have this tweet from Mark or this blogatog answer from Mark Rosewater in our doc here where mm -hmm. someone asked him, uh, is there a limit on the number of legendary creatures printed in a year? I don't want to see more than 50. And Mark said, there's no limit. Why so many read the blog? Players are constantly asking for specific commanders to play in niche strategies they enjoy. I think I would agree with that statement. I want them to support niche strategies. I want them to do that. But then it, for me, it falls apart when you look at Herald or whatever, where yes. it's like, what mm -hmm. what niche strategy is this giving commander players to enjoy? It's just like gratuitous legendary status. You're just like slapping it on everything, even when it's not doing that. So if you're printing a, I can deal with the Ashcot to make, <laughs> to make rats a thing, even if I don't like how strong it might be for the tribe. I can deal with you doing mm -hmm. that. I'm glad you made a worm commander when we didn't have one before. Supporting these themes that don't have support, 
but that falls apart for me when you start just slapping it on every uncommon and standard that is not it's not doing that you're not giving players some new niche strategy to enjoy mm -hmm. you're just like slapping it on there because you feel like you should slap it on everything at least that's kind of my take I think the most the most egregious for me in terms of Brothers War, the most recent set from here, is Lauren of the Third Path, which is Tuna White, Legendary Creature, Human Artificer, Vigilance. When it enters the battlefield, destroy up to one target artifact or enchantment, and you can tap it, uh, you and target opponent each draw a card. This, and it's a 2-1, this is literally just a white Reclamation Sage, which is a green common that we've seen printed for like over a decade now um with with vigilance and attack ability which is nice i guess but it doesn't feel legendary in the slightest like lauren of the third path has lore and she's a major lore character um so that's great that she has a character but uh has has a card representation but this does not feel like a legendary card to me it just feels like somebody took a reclamation sage and was like let's add a, a, like just like a bell and whistle on it that is kind of just fluff and it will make it legendary and it My just feels like why like why is this legendary to me it doesn't feel like a legendary and is that a thing like should legendaries feel legendary like we talked about like or like Mark Rosero talks about like how mythics should feel mythic right like that's a rarity is like they do special things that other rarities can't should legendaries have like that requirement or can they just be like a reclamation sage I think this is where lore comes in, right? Either that yeah. or they're a major player in the story. But there is no story. <laughs> so, like, that's well, why... Well, she has a storyline. Sure. Th th but, like, specifically... Uh, like, Let's also be honest here. I mean, I think storylines in Magic are, like, paper thin. So, <laughs> uh, like... I, I do think that we either a you can they either need to do something very unique to themselves, like how Obeka does something, or they need lore. Right, like that—that that is that is something I I want from my legendaries personally because yeah, Seth is right. There are a lot of cards. It's just like, and this card is very good at existing. That that's like <laughs> what what it is, right? It is legendary for that, you know. So like that's that's kind of my my main thing. I'm I am a little like curious as to why some things are legendary, why some things aren't, you know, and 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 yeah. So I don't know. I I'd like to see them uh, make make things a little more purposeful when it when they get the legendary tag uh so yeah i i something needs to happen either they get more lore or 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 they're like and i guess that's okay if they're legendary be if they're like again a part of a niche like archetype right because they would be legendary at at discarding your own cards or something i really don't understand why lauren is a legend like i can see it yeah. from like a vorthos perspective i guess but it's obviously not a card hardly anyone is going to play as their commander Wizards has to know this, right? Are they that uh, out of touch with what people actually play in Commander that they think this is going to be a popular Commander? So why why is it a let? Like, uh, I mean, I guess maybe the justification is purely just Lauren's a named character that is important to the lore, and that's why it's a legend. But it's so weird to me that there's these things that are made legends that are obviously not designed to be played as your commander but they still make them legends those are some of the most confusing ones for me so that's why lauren confuses me it's obviously a great 99 card but you don't have to be a legend to be a great 99 card there's no requirement that you gotta have so many legends in your deck so so i yeah i really i really don't get that one and there's also an uncommon lauren in the same set i don't know if anyone yes, actually yes, remembered that but there there's oh, another there is. one yeah yes. for some reason well there's like a <laughs> more interesting ability by the way 
yeah. for commander, her ability is like more interesting than just reclamation staging. Same uh, like Fallon Ron Norm ex excavator as well. Just an aggressive two drop that is not even cool if you build around it because <laughs> the payoff is just not. Why is this legend? If they make a fel like having Feldon as a card is pretty cool with this cane, which looks more like a staff, yeah. Uh, but then <laughs> I guess. I want them to design cards for a commander in this place. If they choose to make it legendary, make it into a cool commander or make it... Hmm. Oh, I'm not going to push for power creep here. Or make it like Shieldred where making it non-legendary would actually be a little too crazy. I don't know. Just don't make that many legends. I can wait in the, for the next visit to, for, for, to Dominaria for the Felden if that... It's just too much. I, I, also, I don't. I don't know. It's <laughs> there's not enough negatives, but it's. If I had to choose, I would say less, or at least cut. Haya, haya, loyal bodyguard, two mana, three three. Sacrifice it. Legendary creatures you control get plus one plus one and indestructible. Great so, commander. Great. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so I I have a counter argument here. Legend legendary matters is actually uh, a thing in Commander. Like, uh, like Hajar Hayar, I don't know how you say it. Legendary creatures you control get indestructible. That's a perfect example of it. Where a Rex Age might die, Lauren will survive because she's legendary. Um, search for search for greatness or something. The white the white legendary tutor or. Uh, time of need, the, the the green equivalent of it. Those search for legendaries. You can draw cards off like uh, historic things. And Joda, the unifier, cares about legendaries. So it does matter in Commander. So there is relevance to these cards being legendary, even though they aren't good as commanders. Maybe Wizards of the Coast knows that and just wants you to run more legendaries in the ninety nine to fuel these type of synergy cards. I mean, kind of that, like that, like artifact uh, creatures. Like, oh, it's another type of mechanic slapped on a creature, and now you can tutor it up. It's like, yeah, having enchantment creatures or artifact creatures. It's just another layer of mechanics, but yeah. it doesn't feel like legendary should be. If you tell a new player, oh, this one is legendary, they expect it to be strong, not be tutorable with a card or something. Okay. So, oh, I can build around. <laughs> All kinds like, of legendaries. Yeah, it's it's just like another it's like another card type. It's like you know how like mm -hmm. oh this one's an enchantment. No, oh, Tarmogoyf should check legendary. for a legendary. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean traditionally in Magic, I'm just again going back to like the early days when legends felt special. Legends were epic. Almost all of them. If you go back to old border, like pre modern era, you're looking at like. Bladewing the Risen, Phage, Akroma, Kamal. So they were almost like what you would think of as the mythics of the day. These mm -hmm. huge, like, six, yeah. seven, eight mana, like, huge, flashy, epic feeling. And I think that is missing now. Whether or not that's necessary and maybe the upside of uh, supporting legendary tribal or whatever. The, the upsides, maybe the upsides outweigh that. But I do feel like, I don't know. 
legend means nothing to me anymore when it used to mean something before when i saw legend i would think wow something sweet's going on here i better i better check this out i better investigate this now when i see legend i do not get that feeling at all like not even not even a little bit it's just like oh, okay like i guess i can't play more than a couple of these in my standard deck <laughs> that's that's the main thing i i care about now it's just like well i guess i can't play more of these <laughs> I, that I I do I do empathize with the standard frustration. Like I feel like the easy fix for that though is just like cut down on legendaries and standard sets and just shift them all to set boosters and commander precons, and that would be like a win-win. The, well, then uh, they can yeah. make them powerful as well. Like th- that would fix my issue with push the cards into something unique instead of releasing a standard playable cards just slap legendary on it like if they like uh, green sleeves for example the i think it was in the dominaria set boosters mm-hmm. i played in omnath now it creates three three badges when i land and that's the battlefield would that be too strong i don't care because i can't play it in standard but it is you know they should have done the same with golos by the way <laughs> that should have not been in a standard set but it was and ooh, this one was a little pushed i mm-hmm. uh... I think the most egregious one, speaking of standard for me in recent sets, were the they made a bunch of uncommon domain commanders, but they're all two colored. Oh, yeah. So they're like active, yeah. like super actively bad in commander. Uh, for example, Bortus Bone Rattle, a six mana legendary Troshaman. It's a four four. It has domain when it ETBs, you get to reanimate something, mana value equal or less to the number of basic land types you control. So it can only reanimate something mana value two or less in a commander deck because you have color identity issues. Uh, and that greatly uh, like powers it down is a standard card. And there's literally no, it's like actively bad is your commander. And there's a whole cycle. There's just a Rada. There's a Simic one that when you hit, you get to grab a card from the top of your library equal to your domain or something like those cards to me, like it blows my mind. Why? Like they're actively bad. They're good as in your, Joda. You, you could use that for every single, Joda just to fight every single legend. <laughs> and they're not, my goodness. Yeah, but you're five color. It wants you to be five color. Kind of no color. one plays those in Jota. I, mean, I okay. did in like the $50 Jota. <laughs> obviously, oh. I cut it when you go higher budget. <laughs> so, all right. So here's, I have, I want your opinion on this. I have one, two, I have six types of cards that I, these are the ones that I don't think should be legendary. Because where I fall with this is, I want there to be more legends than there used to be. And I want Mark Rosewater's treat about, <clears throat> you know, providing support for niche archetypes and whatnot. I want that to be a thing. But there's six groups of cards that for me, I'm like, okay, these do not need to be legendary. So number one is cards that actively hurt other formats. This is going back to the like the Lagrella thing or Elias El Core, Liberator Urza Battlethopter, a card that like if it wasn't legend, it's a shimmer mirror. It's a shimmer mirror, which is not a legendary card, but they decide to make it legendary for no apparent reason. Or Baird, a Grivian Recruiter, which would have been a good standard card if it wasn't randomly legendary. So what do you think about that? Like cards that actively they want to see playing formats like standard or modern, but making them legend hurts them. Like, do we need Liberator and Baird and Ligarella to be Why? legendary. Is there enough upside in Commander that we need that? Or could we drop a few of those and make them like more standard focused? I mean, I, I wish Liberator weren't legendary. Uh, God, but yeah, like the 
Again, like, but is it okay if it's legendary if it's lore related? Because isn't Liberator like a giant Urza face boat ship thing? Like, what, what, like, if, if there's lore behind it, then sure, it can, I think it could be legendary, right? Yeah, I don't think it needs a card. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, well, Liberator Urza's face boat needs a card. <laughs> Yo, face yeah, boat is, face boat may not need a card, but, but face boat, because it exists and whatnot, like, I, I think that's the only time I excuse it. If there's a story behind it, that's right. That's like, fair. although I really wish they designed Hellvolt better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that card is so bad. <laughs> uh, I'm so yeah. I I I think I I'm very empathetic for for Sander players and people like who who. It, it, the cards would be so much better if they weren't legendary. And now, like, a lot of the options... Because you have a set card pool, right? Like, your card pool almost feels a little bit limited when cool cards are suddenly legendary and you have less cards to play with, essentially. It's the commander player... Com, the, the commander need is uh, actually actively harming formats or restricting them small, to make them smaller than they should be. Uh, I just... I just, like... I, I like... I like that there's, like... You know, just not just like one is it Spellslinger Commander, but there's like fifty, and they all have a little twist to them. I think that's that's fun. I don't know. Ooh, that that's actually really interesting because that that this brings me to number two on my list, which is <laughs> yeah. cards that are essentially boring or worse versions of existing legends. So I think here's here's a good example that is timely because we just got our first Phyrexial that will be one spoilers. I want to know what you think about uh, Tomer. Jor Kadeen first Gold Warden. Two mana, mm-hmm. two, two, legendary human rebel, trample. When it attacks, yeah. it gets plus X plus X until Undershorn Rex is number of equipped creatures you control. Then if Jor Kadeen's power is four greater, you draw a card. When I read this, I think it's like the fifth best Boros equipment commander or something. Like it's, it, we have yeah. very many cards that are in the same colors that are playing with the same card pool. And this is just like a worse version of those. And because it's legendary, it's going to be a lot bad, a lot worse than standard. You can't play four copies in your Boros equipment deck in standard or whatever. What do you think about cards like that? I guess other examples that I had were like mm-hmm. Toral's Clever Conductor, which is like, Another Esper Knive Commander that came in the same set as uh, Rafine, which is very popular and strong, but no one's going to play Torals because Rafine's so good. Or even like King Darien. It's like just a boring Selesnia token commander when we got a million Seles- uh, King yeah. Darien with all the numbers after it. Like we have a million cool Selesnia token commanders, and this is just like a boring version of a Selesnia token commander. What do you think about cards like that? Like, uh, you said you like that, but what do you think about like Jorkadine? Is it an upside that we get the fifth best Boros equipment commander, or does it just not matter because yeah. everyone's going to play the four better ones and no one's going to play Jorkadine? It's again conflicted because I actually I agree that like specifically like Boros Boros equipment, even like Mardu equipment. There's so many different equipment commanders already that that fulfill the exact same thing and no matter what flavor you want like if you want to go voltron you have wild if you want to go go wide equipment you got a kiri you want to have card advantage uh attached to an etb you have that new one that came out like in in brothers war i forget its name this one it's a little bit different you know it, it wants you to go <coughs> wide with equipment and it grows big and it draws a card each turn is this better than like Akiri for that exact same role? No, I think Akiri is much better. It can draw three cards as opposed to one, and it gives your stuff protection. 
Um, I still want to put it in the 99 of mine, though. <laughs> and I like that it's legendary because then my search for glory or whatever can find it. And legendary <laughs> matter stuff can can work with it. So, like, I like it, but I, I, I totally agree that I don't want to see it in standard. <laughs> <laughs> like I, it should have been it should have just not been a legendary and then it would have been a lot better or if you wanted that card uh to be made uh as a legendary then you could have put it in a sub booster or you could have put it in a commander precon and i think that or a secret layer even like you, you know you're introducing legendaries yeah. via secret layers now uh i feel like there would have been better avenues like i like i like legendaries though like and also <laughs> they, they could have been accidentally it could have been an interesting card that was good and uh a good commander it's not i mean it's fine it's fine <laughs> like i it's, don't know i like legendaries i, I prefer it to printing a stronger one by the way like i don't think the solution to this is print a yeah print the best boros equipment commander just yeah just don't print it i guess i'm <laughs> not sure just interesting in a different axis like i, I love <clears throat> i don't want power crept but i want stuff that gives me an enough enough of a reason to build it as opposed to something else and i love having other options like i love having multiple boros equipment commanders to choose from if each one does its own thing really well and is enticing to do that's what that's why i love again evelyn i keep going back to her but like i love having multiple vampire commanders and i choose one based on what like what specific thing it does what gameplay experience it provides is different to the other ones not necessarily stronger um, I like that they're, you know, about even, usually. <coughs> I, I don't think Edgar... You don't want something as equal as Edgar, because Edgar's too high. But, like, I don't know, I like options. I don't know. That's I mean, I like, I... I like legendaries. Uh, <laughs> I, like, I like that, too. Although, I don't know if something like the new Jorkinine really does that, like, in the way that Evelyn does. Evelyn's really neat, because it actually, like, gives your vampire deck a different play style that that tribe didn't really have access to before when i feel like jorkadina is like very much just bad akiri like you're playing the same Jor- exact Jor-Kadine. cards you're doing the same exact thing like like i don't know i don't i don't see the same upside there with like oh evelyn does a cool thing that your markarv doesn't it's not as good but at least it's interesting jorkadina doesn't feel that way to me and i Jor-Kadine think there's just ugh. Go ahead. Jorkadine just reads as like a redundant kind of effect, right? So you can yeah. find Akiri five and six, right? And yeah. the problem here is like Boros is now just getting well boring, right? Like, cause I, 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 I do believe that they just it, it is all the same thing every time in Boros. Something with attacking, put an equipment on it, it'll draw a card, right? Like, it's, it. It, it'll, it'll do it. <laughs> I love so, that. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like that, and that that's great. Like, like for for people that like want to jam that kind of like that kind of card right and like it's a card off cauldra yeah (laughs) yeah it it is a a way to get issue like your way like again carry five and six so yeah i think there's like we've hinted at like the tension which is for commander as tomer has mentioned having pretty much every card be legendary is strictly better there's no downside to that card uh, really to that card being legendary because it's singleton and then you get the upside of I'm playing a Jota deck, so legendaries matter. I have a tutor that can get a legend, so being a legendary is an upside. On the other hand, in 60-card formats, it's, like, flipped on its head where being legendary is just, like, strictly worse and makes the format worse. So we're trying to, like, balance, or Wizards is trying to balance these two things where you have Commander that wants everything possible to be legends, and then you have 60-card formats where you want nothing really to be legends to have max power. 
And I think right now Commander is just winning out. Like, I don't want to see yeah. them stop printing a bunch of legends because I want us to have tons of new commanders to play. But I feel like they've just went a little bit, a little bit too ham. What about the the category of unforgettable or forgettable uncommon commanders? Like these are yes. cards that you probably don't even remember mm-hmm. exist. Naomi Pillar of Order, the Boratuk Bone Rattler we talked about, the the new Rada, the like all these cards are just like they're random uncommons that I have never seen anyone playing commander, and I think the EDH Rex stats back that up. And no one's going to even give them a chance in 60-card formats, in part because they're legendary. What's the upside of having these cards be legendary? Or even existing, <laughs> for that matter? Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, There's a lot that are decently interesting that people will play. Like, there's, there's Sir Conrad was an uncommon. There was a, the red one that was, uh, I forget its name, but... You know, that's true. Then, like Rocco, fine. people like Rocco, the yeah. tutor, uncommon. Tatyova wasn't uncommon, by the way. <laughs> I so, remember oh, she was kind of popular. Oh, speaking of Dominaria, when we went to Dominaria again, like in 2018 or whatever, and they printed uncommon legends, I was hyped because it was different. It was like, wow, they don't do this. It's been since Kamigawa since we've gotten like a bunch of uncommon legends. It was really fun, but then they just put like 10 plus in every set, and now it's just. <laughs> Like uh, now it's normal. It's like the full art lands where if you do full art lands every set, they're not special anymore. They're just the norm and people don't get excited about them anymore. I feel like uncommon legends are like that for me. Like when you do them sparingly, like, oh, this set's theme is legend. So Dominaria or Kamigawa. So you get a bunch of them. It's really neat. But when you do it every set, it's just kind of like, okay, whatever. Like, <laughs> eh? time out one second. I have to get the door. <laughs> Wait, why <laughs> he doesn't have a key? I'm so confused. Why do you need to let your boyfriend in? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Does he have no hands? He cannot work a doorknob. Like, I'm so <laughs> we, we we have to uh, you know what it is? We've never seen Tomer's boyfriend, so we can only assume it's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually a cat the whole time. All right, I'm back. <laughs> Wait, Tomer, right, we've I'm just back. been debating this. Why do you have to let your boyfriend in? Can, yeah. can he not work one a... pair of keys? Oh, like okay, that makes that makes more sense. So he is not a cat. He's All not right. a cat. All right. Uh, all right, let, let me get through the last. There's three more categories really quick, and then I'll, I'll let you guys talk about whatever. Uh, the other three categories, and I'm questionable about being legends, is the the cookie-cutter OP legends we talked about before. Like the And this is, I guess, more of a power level concern than a too many too many legend concern. But stuff like Asco, as cool as it is to see rats getting support, if you make those commanders too good, then you Seth, can't you really... As, as, Asco, Ashco, Ashco, maybe it's Ashco. Yeah. Let's go with that. I just wanted, I just Ashko. wanted to verify. Ashco, same version. Uh, the new rat from Jumpstart. But if you make those commanders too good, it makes it harder to support those tribes again in the future and have it be exciting. Like if you if you put the Edgar, then it's a lot harder to make the next vampire commander. So I think you got to be careful with that. Um, cards that don't work as legends or as commanders. For me, the biggest example of this. Oh my god, I hate this card. Ave Progenitorus from Modern Horizons, which is like, mm. it, like it's it's wording is twisted around to try to make it somehow work as a legend, where it has to make non legendary copies of itself. When if you just 
didn't make it a legend. You could have like three words on the card. It could just say storm and it would be really cool. But instead mm -hmm. to make it a legend, it has like a half a paragraph of text on it to try to make it work as a commander. So those ones kind of bother me. And I would also put like the, the domain commanders we were talking about that are just like actively bad as your commander because of how color identity works. And then also cards that, are meant to show up in the 99, which I had Lauren on this, but also Hajar, like Phil mentioned, or Benny Braxuologist. Like, that's a really cool card, a card that we needed for Commander to support token decks as a card draw option, yes. but it's just not the kind of card people are going to play as their Commander. They're going to play it in the 99. So I don't know why <clears throat> why you want to make it a legend necessarily, or why it needs to be a legend. So those I've were the a groups. lot of Benny Brax. I don't know. How really? is that in Commander? I, I mean, I agree, I agree with the statement, but yeah. he's pretty popular. I'm just nitpicking. Seven, seven ninety-two. Wizards, wizards heard League of Legends. Uh, <laughs> what they didn't understand was that that didn't mean everything. To be legend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for me, League of I, Legends is popular. I wanna, Please I, <laughs> get on it. It's an esport. Yeah. I want wizards to print a lot of legends. I want them to be cool and unique, and I want commander players to love them. But I think that the pendulum has swung too far in the legendary direction. And I would like to see it. It doesn't got to go back to 20 or even 50, but maybe you swing it back towards like 200 a year or something instead of 300. Like, <laughs> I don't want to keep it, see it keep snowballing in the other direction either. Is And this is purely because other formats exist. If magic was only commander, make them all legends. Like, like Tomer said, it's probably better for commander. Make every creature a legend for that matter at this point. But because we still are trying to support multiple formats and those formats mm -hmm. are impacted by this too, I think swing the pendulum back a little bit more towards like the middle. It doesn't gotta be 20 legends a year, but it also probably doesn't need to be 360 legends a year. Somewhere in between might be this sweet spot. And if they're gonna cut down, that's where I'd like to see them cut. The random uncommons, the cards that don't actually work as your commander. So it makes it hard for me to see the upside of them being legendary. Uh, those would be the cards that I would like to see them not make as many of, but still keep the cool, exciting ones. The ones that meet Mark Rosewater's tweet about like people supporting their niche strategies and all that stuff. Do all that yeah. stuff, but you can do that without, you know, printing all these horrible ones that no one wants either. Well, I can guarantee the storm ooze was because somebody asked Mark Rosewater or some, somebody else in, in design <laughs> to be like, I need an ooze commander. And they'll be saying, well, what about Mimeoplasm? They'll be like, no. I want an ooze commander that specifically duplicates itself, like an ooze. And they're like, all right, that's very specific. We'll put it on the board. <laughs> that's, that's probably true, actually. <laughs> and and I'm I guess still like, waiting. people are just getting yeah. that. Like, like if people, if, that's what Mark Rosewater says. He like, says on his blog, it's like, everybody's constantly asking him things. So maybe, maybe that's why we get so many very specific uh things that are like trash but like you know they're good because one person specifically asked mark rosewater on his blog for this very unique thing and he's like, honestly right, we'll yeah happen. we can't really complain about these types of command and the problem with the storm ooze is really the wording like it's it just looks clunky, but technically it I guess it fulfills a role for duplicating uses. This one might have been a little too niche, but uh, yeah, I mean the commanders I really disapprove of is like the ones that have zero, like the reclamation sage, for example. Uh, but if Mac Rosewater Water wants to, I need a commander that's uh, 
a mirror march. Oh, yeah, honestly, <laughs> that would be amazing because we don't have this on a commander. But if they print uh, 300, 400 commanders next year, surely we get one. And then we get the power crap one of this <laughs> next year. So, uh, yeah, I, mean, I guess for some people it's actually good. We should read back and the blog and see if someone asked for <laughs> Legendary Rexage. That would confirm our theory if there's there's oh, one yeah. random request for Legendary Reclamation Sage. <laughs> I think I think the bigger bigger concern for me from this year and the takeaway from the the tweet at least was I think the scariest thing for me the the thing that I really wanted to hold to to dial back on is the wordiness of cards. Yeah. It's without a doubt the word mm-hmm. clamp has been expanding dramatically, and I think this is a serious problem. Like the longer it takes for you to understand what a card does means you're more often you're going to be. Uh, using it improperly just because you misunderstood the card because it is more complicated, and I think that's yeah. going to lead to a lot. Of, it leads to a lot more feel bads in any format, really. Like standard, if you just misread the card and you you do a a play that you was an error just because you misunderstood, that leaves you with a bad bad experience. And likewise with Commander, I I remember there was one time. Somebody left a comment in like the Transformers episode on Commander Clash, like, oh, you didn't read all the cards. Why are you making all these mistakes? And it's like, these cards are literally two cards put together on one card. Like, it's not like, MD- I think a dual face card should be like on the, it should be, the word count should be equal to one card, right? Like, it should be simple on the front, simple on the back, or a full card on the back and a land, just a normal land, and just tapped or whatever on the back. Like, Keep it reasonable. Once you're just putting two cards and stapling them together and saying it's dual face, like it's gross and it's just it's so it's so hard to manage. Like the the complexity creep is is really scary for me. That's what I'm <laughs> I'm most worried about for 2023. I'm not Did- reading them. Like when Strixhaven released and the Deans came out, I was just read the first half thought well this is probably not good enough. I read it when somebody plays it against me in a draft or something. <laughs> And it's uh, even even yeah. single face cards like are getting just too too much. It's just too much. <laughs> can be like, with scroll to do everything in the cards. Richard, oh, Richard recently brought this up on the Goldfish podcast, talking about how in Vegas there were so many cards with so much text that he had just never seen before because of the amount of text and the amount of cards uh, that are being printed each year. And he said it made like his experience playing commander much less fun to not know what the cards were and not know what the cards did and feel like there's just so many words and so many cards that he can't keep up with it. It just made, he said he would get to the point where he's just like, I don't know if I'm dead. Tell me like, I don't know what your cards do. Just go ahead. And this is Richard who runs MTD goldfish and like is very enfranchised in magic. So, if people like him are being uh, becoming overwhelmed with the amount of words, like imagine someone that's playing more casually. Krim, didn't you say you had a, a friend who like didn't realize MDFCs were lands or something recently? <laughs> yeah, uh, I was playing. Uh, I was like, a, they they were brand new to the game of Magic, and they they didn't even know that the backside of the spell was a land, <laughs> right? So like, you <laughs> played sleeves, So so how would you how would you know that, right? Like so it's totally uh, yeah. It's a it's a little. It's getting really wordy. It's getting really wordy. Uh, we're getting to like Yu-Gi-Oh levels of text. So uh, it's it's uh it's getting. I don't know the formatting. Something's changed, but like, God, there's a lot of text nowadays. 
I mean, the Strixhaven Deans, Deans are probably the classic example <laughs> of this, where it literally just feels like two cards stapled together, and both cards have a huge mm-hmm. paragraph of tags. I, I don't think I could tell you what most of them do at this point still. I don't know what any of them <laughs> I do. I, I only know Valentine's front side. I forget that Valentine <laughs> has a back side. Yeah. Oh, the Transformers are like that, too, where they both like kind of do oh, different, yeah. like sort of related things, but they do different things, and they have a ton of text. So, yeah, that's at probably a big concern as well. They can't. The yeah. Like yeah. the deans were not even worth all these words because they are so boring as commanders. The Boris one is kind of interesting. The two drop that spins into free spells. Oh, but otherwise, yeah. uh, they were very underwhelming and so much text. I still don't know what they do. So l- let me let me ask you guys this. What number, you could pick any number. What number of legends would you like to see a year? 69. We're, <laughs> nice. 420. 420 yeah. or 69. 420 is a bit much. Yeah, <laughs> <That's but, funny. laughs> Increase it. Not enough. Three, 362 this year. The last couple of years around 190. Before that, under 100. What, what would your ideal number be? You're you're in charge of Wadsy. You're Mark Rosewater. That. So for me, it's five standards, four to five standard sets a year. 69 commander, just because it's funny. Just <laughs> not too many per set. It's just. Not too many, way less sets and a bit less commanders. I'm actually not, as mentioned, I might find some complaints here and there, but they are still not, they will never be special again for me. So then just go ahead and print them. Just make them cool and not not too many. I think the problem is how many sets we got, not how many commanders we got in the end. Uh, And 69, haha, nice. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I honestly just want it to be like, if the commander serves a purpose, like actually a purpose, I want it printed. I, I'm okay with it being printed, right? Mm-hmm. Like Transformers, all that stuff that makes sense. They're all legendaries, but like, but like, like the, yeah, Skemfar. There's just the random stuff that doesn't matter. Like, why do those cards exist, right? So if it serves a purpose or it has a story, or it's gonna be a main character in your animated show that you're definitely working on and <laughs> putting as a priority, uh, I I would love to see it. So like, yeah, like that. That's all. But don't don't just. Or I guess balancing, but just don't put a two mana like you know, zero one that adds a colorless as a legendary. I don't know any any kind of random stuff like that's just kind of a waste of space. Just make it normal so that you could at least play four copies of it and like construct it, like sixty card constructed. I mean, I'm I'm totally on board with you guys. Like I'm I'm very pro. I like lots of legendaries because I like legendary tribal and legendary synergy stuff on the commander side, and I like having other options, but. Uh, I would want the number to go to a point where it doesn't have to encroach too much on standard sets. So something lower than what we currently have. And I'd love to just see the commanders show up in set boosters, show up in pre-constructed decks. I would like, and I would just like less products in general. That's, that's, (laughs) that's the real takeaway for me is like, I just want less less magic cards, more reprints, less magic cards, more skins. Like you can skin it up all you want, you know. Uh, every every new version, every collector foil etched holographic, I don't know, like any all the different versions. But stop giving me new cards and get just give me cool versions of existing cards. That would be great. Just lower everything down a little bit, and and yeah. So I guess lower the amount of commanders too in the same. In the same breath. 
I I think for me, it's kind of actually kind of just agree with Tomer for the most part. Like, I think the overall number should come down a little bit. But I think the big thing is where they're being printed. Like, I, I think that a lot of this problem is solved by Wizards focusing premiere sets on non-commander formats because we have so many commander products these days that I don't think you have to make the standard sets also as commander focused. And plus I was just looking at like the Brothers War. Let's say you were designing Brothers War more for standard than for commander. You'd still have a ton of sweet legends like Urza and Mishra and Titania, uh, Gix. Those are all like obvious legendary creatures like those don't those wouldn't have to change at all but then when you get further down the list like the lauren tier of commanders and the liberator urza's battle thopter tier of commanders like those are some of the cards that it's like well if you really want that effect to be a commander put it in the pre-con deck or you know make it non-legendary so they can actually support other formats so i think overall number down a bit but it's mostly just like where they print them like i'd rather see them focus them in the commander products rather than standard products also as an addendum to that i don't think we need three urzas and three mishras in the same (laughs) i I forget that there's actually uncommon versions (laughs) there's an uncommon there's a rare though right it's the meld (laughs) Wait, is there four actually? There's the precon Mishra, there's, there's the Tikron Mishra, and there's the Meld Mishra, there's the Unearth Mishra, and there's the Uncommon Mishra. Yeah, three in the main set, one in the Commander precon. So there's, so there's four, four of total. Each. Urza is the uh, precon Urza, Meld Urza, Anthem Urza, and Uncommon Urza. So yeah, four each. Jeez, why? I, why? I will, I will give I them a little bit of a pass for flavor purposes. Remember when we did the corset that was like the Chandra sure. corset and there was one in every rarity? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't want to see it every time, but making the Brothers War sense, feel yeah. very good. I'll, I'll give them a pass for that personally. Sure, whatever. <laughs> whatever. It's fine. <laughs> Although, like, do the little kid ones really need to be legendary? Are you even a legend at that point if you're, like, 10 years old and, like, looting away on common spells? I don't they even know if you're pro- a born legend. a legend, like a prodigy, <laughs> yeah. a Vrin's yes. prodigy. Okay. See, by the way, that could have, this would have been a perfect set to have a young Urza and a young Mishra that were flip cards like Jace and all of them from Origins. Oh, yeah. Where, as opposed to just the random Deans that are, like, 92 essays. <laughs> I mean, we cool. got Meld. That's also pretty cool, honestly. Meld was no, okay. Meld was my favorite part. I I Meld's love dope. bring break bring back Melds. All right, I want to see more <laughs> Melds. You just take a oh, I want okay. I'm pitching this. I this is gonna be the new bestseller for uh, a commander deck. All right, you mm-hmm. have one piece is going to be an angel, one piece of demon, <laughs> and you put them together, and you get the one-winged angel, it's Sephiroth. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, sell it. Easy. Oh. Easy money. No, what uh, you really want is... What you really want is Cauldra Meld, where if you yes. get all three oh Cauldra pieces, it flips around into a huge Cauldra. That would be so sweet. It needs to like and the Avatar will, the, to- the Avatar will be the token that was terrible from way back then. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I need it to be the terrible token art. Oh, God, yes. All right. It's, then, all right. Well, it's a bit God, off topic, but yes. is there a paper version of this token? No, it doesn't exist. Oh, Unfortunately, damn. they've denied me that satisfaction. <laughs> Too long. That's why I keep saying. I keep saying I also want more secret layers, by the way. I keep saying too much product. 
I want more secret layers of reprints <laughs> because eventually they keep they do like a secret layer like five a month or whatever the hell. I want more. I want every single day because eventually they're gonna run out of ideas that they have to do Cauldra. <laughs> eventually, it's an inevitability that they will they will reach a point where it's like we ran out of ideas for January. Interns, give me some ideas. What are the cards we haven't reprinted yet as a secret layer? And on that. On that fateful day, somebody will say, we haven't done Cauldre yet. It's pretty likely to happen, actually. That <laughs> seems realistic. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. What, yeah. would, what would you do if instead of that, they said, oh, we talked about it. Instead, we made the uh, Aquarius lands and all the astrology <laughs> lands. Whatever. Instead. I'd say do it. Do all the zodiac signs. Do five versions of them because eventually we're gonna run out of ideas, and it will be culture time, baby. It's, it's Tomer, inevitable. You keep believing, but, but I, and I, I hope they do it. I hope they. I do have it, patience. Though. Be it one year, a couple months, I don't know yet. But we're gonna get culture. So mark my words. This will. I am called called shot. It's happening. I I think you should later. just message mark rosewater's blog every day until they do <laughs> yeah called your secret layer when call we know that that works for commanders we got we got confirmation your, of that so maybe, maybe it's like called tomer tomer commander cauldra <laughs> name the accounts like budget commander numerical dr anime one dr anime two dr anime three spam all right that's a plan <laughs> All right, uh, that's it for our show, everybody. We talked about commanders and how many there are, but we want to let uh, let us know your opinions. Obviously, this is just four of us, four opinions. Uh, obviously, we all look at uh, commander in a different lens. All of us have different wants and desires from the format that we all enjoy. So let us know what your thoughts are. Do you are you happy with the number of commanders? Uh, being printed this year would you like to see the number go up or down or say neutral how would you like to see them printed just let us know in the comment section oh what do you think about jorkadina as your commander <laughs> i think he's neat <laughs> and calls your secret layer one all right that's it that's it everybody i uh, hope you all had a good new year's we'll be back next week with something cbd all right bye